I'm super excited to announce that the finale of our four-part Power of Perception series is here. Now, the finale gives four very practical ways to build resilience, and we make these super tangible for you, giving you step-by-step instructions on exactly how to put these ideas into practice. We're going to talk to you about everything from daily check-ins to gratitude to forgiveness and self-compassion to mindfulness. Our guest, Sok Kwan Lee, she actually packed so much juicy goodness into this finale that we're going to be releasing it in three parts. In this episode, we'll be covering the fourth of her four steps, which is mindfulness. You're going to learn the benefits of mindfulness, how to do a step-by-step body scan, and how to tie together all the things that you've learned from this finale in a very organic and simple way. The finale is seriously jam-packed with content, so if you are ready for incredibly tangible tools that you can implement immediately, it's time to listen to this episode. Without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Doosling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential. Now, I know that you said you have four tips and we've covered three. So what would the one be? The last one, I think, is pretty much an extension of what you've talked about, Johnny, in part three about the mindful activities. So you talked about mindful breathing and attending to the environment, the surroundings, you know, through the senses in the longer run we need to cultivate the habit of regular practice of mindful breathing, mindful meditation in a sense. So it is a practice that will will reap benefits, but it takes time. Mm. So I remember the last part you did mention about it takes about two months to develop a new habit. Mindfulness activities are so big right now because there's a lot of research telling us that the time that we invest in these simple practices, it reaps a lot of rewards in terms of mental well-being, in terms of being more calm, being more clear-headed, you know, being more productive. So they're finding their way in so many quarters, not just in counseling, but also in productivity, you know, how to be more productive, how do I get more out of my hours and stuff. So that is something that the listeners or people who are watching the videos would be able to continue to practice. So you suggested the sensorial breathing. Another one that they can do is to also do what we call the body scan. This activity I suggest to my clients is like when you're doing your deep breathing, you start the activity by doing your deep breathing, noticing your breath going in and out, right? So you do your deep breathing in, and you're deep breathing out. So after a few deep breathing, as you're noticing your breath going in and going out, you'll notice that your body comes into a little bit more of a calm and meditative state. 
So once you get into that state, you can invite yourself to tune the attention inwards. So we are often noticing things are going around us, right? So the activity you suggested was noticing what's going around us. So this activity is about noticing what goes on within us. So imagine that you are in an escalator or an elevator or in Singapore we call it lift. <laughs> then you're taking this, this escalator or elevator and then from the top of your head, you know, that's where you start the journey and then the lift just goes down all the way to your toes, right? But the important thing is to take this journey really slowly. You know, like an old machinery taking its time to go down. So you go down, but every time you go down, like so you notice from the top of your head and it's going down and you ask yourself, you keep checking in yourself, is there any sensation you are sensing in your body, right? So these are, we're talking about sensations, not thoughts. So for example, do I sense that my jaws are clenched or do I feel like there's a tightness in my neck? Or do I feel a knot in my shoulders? The kind of sensations of bodily sensations. So you just go down the body and then notice these sensations. So sometimes people might notice the muscles tense, you know, or uh, my jaws. Oh, I didn't realize that my jaws are always clenched, you know, or my teeth are tied together. Or sometimes you might notice the sensations in terms of certain qualities. For example, it's hard or soft or it's warm, or it's cold. Mm. So those are also different ways you can notice your sensations, right? So you just go down. So again, it's not about understanding, ooh, I have a knot in my shoulders. It must be the posture I've been in, you know, throughout the whole morning. That is a rationalizing, right? So the, this particular scan is about noticing them. And once you notice there's a, there's a knot, ah, okay, just notice and it goes on because the elevators carry on, right? It doesn't pause for you to come out and then you're like looking around. No, you're still in the elevator and you just keep going down, right down to the bottom. And when you're done, you just do your deep breathing again, maybe several rounds and then you're done. So this is a simple activity, but if you do it slowly, it will take maybe between four to six minutes to just slowly notice, 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 and then that was it. Yeah, so if you do this regularly, you are actually also practicing mindful breathing and tuning into your inner world, inner states. And there is also this calm that comes after you do your deep breathing. And I remember in one of the other parts of this series, you were talking about how people who practice meditation, they kind of have this stronger pathway in their brain, which is the calm pathway. So I would imagine that this is another way that you can sort of strengthen that part of your brain. Yeah, so it's actually strengthening a growth in the neural pathway for calming and a more calm state of mind. So that over time, with practices of this nature we become less emotionally reactive mm. you know so even when we feel overwhelmed we are more likely to recover faster mm. yeah so so well i liken it to an exercise right you know or learning a new skill you know if you haven't had the set of muscles to do certain things for example i don't know rock climbing or you know cycling for example or something or whatever that is right so when you first start doing it it's going to be hard, right? Like any of these activities or all these practices that we're suggesting, it's going to be hard. But once you get into a regular practice of it, it gets easier. The muscles that 
were not used to being used in a certain way will start developing strength in a certain way and you'll be able to do more and more of it and you will reap the benefits of having developed and strengthened those muscles. So our brain is like our muscles, like a set of muscles that requires training and strengthening. However, if we only do, like for example, if we only do this cycling or you know, like rock climbing once in the blue moon, so once every month, once every two months, once every three months, we will be able to do some kind of rock climbing or some exercise, but we'll probably not be very proficient about it. You know, we're not very good at it kind of thing. And then we might need to relearn some of the basic stuff over and over again every time we go back. And it's really quite discouraging, right? You've done this one whole year, but in truth, you've done it 12 times, right? But you feel that after one whole year, I'm not any better at it kind of thing. So it's the same thing. If these practices, we use this, every now and then when we are under duress or when we are in situations that we feel suddenly, oops, I should do this, we probably won't have sufficient strength in our muscles to be able to get the kind of optimal experiences or the optimal benefits if we have done it on a more regular basis. So I think that's the part four of today's conversation dialogue. How do you build these lifelong habits that will give you the benefits over an extended period of time, you know, so that day to day, you do have stresses, you do have difficulties and stuff, but you have these practices that will lay the foundation for you to be able to manage, to be able to cope, to be able to overcome, to be able to thrive in spite of all those situations. So you talked about four things. So you talked about being aware of your inner dialogue. You talked about the attitude of gratitude. And then the third thing was about self-compassion and forgiveness. And then this last one is mindfulness or meditation. Mm -hmm. So if you are sort of encouraging someone to work this into their day-to-day, what would that look like? Like maybe how frequently should they practice these things? How can they decide uh, which of these they should do? Yeah, just any sort of practical tips. Well, I think there are variations of similar things, you know, so some parts of it seems to overlap sometimes. So if you are doing this as a starting point, maybe at the end of the day, right, do the mindful breathing and the body scan, for Mm -hmm. example, right? Once you do that, then you're in a more calm state and a more regulated state. Because usually at the end of the day, we are like rushing from one activity to the other. So this is like a downtime, right? So after you do your body scan, then you can ask yourself, what are my highs and my lows in the day? And that could be just it as the start, do high and lows. But as you do this on a more regular basis and you're able to be able to spend time with yourself, with your internal states for a longer time, mm-hmm. for example or you're able to carve out more time for yourself, then after the body scan, you can do the highs and lows and you can ask yourself, especially for the low, I could have done this different, I could have done that better. Then that's where you practice some kind of Mm self-compassion and you can say like, okay, I'm not alone in this. You know, what is one statement you can say to yourself as a sort of like a closing and a rounding up of the experience you know like okay today sucks but it's all right you know i'm not alone in this you know tomorrow's going to be a different day or i'm going to try something different tomorrow yeah. and that that could round it off i feel like if you just sort of hear these four different things it might sound a little bit overwhelming of like how am i supposed to fit all of these things in but 
the way that you described it, it can be very organic and it, they can all blend together. So it can just yeah. be a little bit of time that you carve out at the end of your day where you actually incorporate all of them with each other in a rather concise way. Yeah. So it's really quite, like you say, organic. And it really depends on individual needs and time permitting. I mean, the main thing, you know, the main, main thing, right, which I tell my client as well, is that do not treat this as a I must get this done thing, right? Because what you're going to do is that you're going to feel bad for not doing it, which is counterproductive, right? So it's about coming up with some things that you feel that I can manage for now, mm-hmm. right? So if you can only have a minute, like your days are packed to the max, right? And all you have between you getting into bed and falling asleep is a minute, then maybe the body scan is all you can afford to do at that point of time. But if you can create a little bit more space, then you can start to say, then move on to the next one, say maybe I can start to think about my day, what's my ups and my downs. Then you can add on and say, if I have a bit more time, what is one thing I'm grateful for? Mm-hmm. Then you can add a bit of self-compassion work kind of thing. Or maybe on some days, you know, it was a beautiful day. It was a wonderful day. Lots of things to be grateful for. And you didn't feel that you need to have any more self-compassion, right? Because the day went so beautifully. So then all you need is do your body scan and be grateful. But there are certain days that are so awful that all you can think of is all your downs and there's nothing you feel that you can be grateful for. Then maybe it's about self-compassion. Being able to say that, statement that cheerleading statement for yourself so really it's being creative about it and be kind to yourself and being able to say this is all i can do today and that is fine well thank you so much sock i loved listening to all of these tools and i can't wait to try them out myself and to share them with my clients and this brings us to the end of the four-part series So thank you for being a part of it. I really appreciate it. And it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It's been great fun. Yeah. So for the listeners, I would just like to say all of the practices that we've talked about, we can incorporate these in our lives progressively. And just practice maybe one thing over and over. And then if you have a little bit more time, add on a second thing and do those two over and over and just kind of keep building your repertoire like that. And the more that we do these things, the more they're going to be natural and your emotions and your thoughts are going to be easier to handle and you'll be able to handle all the different challenges of life with more confidence and gratitude and mastery. So I just really encourage you guys to maybe re-listen to some of the episodes if you want to go over what we had talked about. We also have blogs on these exact topics that we've talked about that you can check out and the link to that will be in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for joining us and I will see you on next week's podcast. That brings us to the end of today's podcast, but don't worry, there are plenty more ahead. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for weekly chats on things like perfectionism and anxiety. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating or leave a review to help us reach even more people. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. So if you want to connect, hop over to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message or comment on one of the posts. The links are in the show notes.